Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Last night, a night that will live in infamy. The speech, the photo, the moment. This will be uh, in Joe Biden's obituary when it's eventually written. His political obituary is going to be written next year when we impeach him or remove him from office. But whenever, in God's good time, his obituary, that, will be, that photo will be used where he desecrated and defiled in our civic religion, right? Uh, one of the greatest and most important um, places in America and did it on purpose and did it uh, as an act of commission to think it through. Right. Look like Moloch and a, a, a humility to think that an American president would put that image out throughout the world. What, what, is, what is Lao Beijing? What are the people and what is the people under the boot of the Chinese Communist Party, which, by the way, was just announced as war criminals for what they've done for the Uyghurs, which we've said for years and years and years. One of the reasons I'm sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. What are the what is Lao Beijing supposed to do? That, that's the type of thing Mao would do. It's exactly the type of thing Mao would do and to demonize uh, his political opponents. And as Steve Cortez said, not just the political opponents, but tens and tens of millions of Americans, particularly the Americans that are coming to the polls to essentially end his presidency. That's what this midterm election is. It's about ending his presidency. You take the House, you take the Senate, his presidency's over. It's essentially over. They know that. That's where they're, they're not doubling down, they're tripling down. And if anybody, precinctstrategy.com and all the sites should be on fire today. The volunteers should be off the charts. You have one option now. Either sit at home and yell at the TV and be angry. As some people in the chat were angry. It's not about being angry. We need steely resolve, right? What they're trying to do is trigger you to have some sort of reaction. or No, 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 no. We need steely resolve. You need to keep your head about you, right? Like John Paul Jones did when they said to, hey, surrender with all the gun smoke and everything was going on. The two ships lashed together. He said, hey, how about this? I have not yet begun to fight, right? Keep your head. And he eventually won when all the odds were against him. Steve Cortez, one more time. What is November? What is this election about, sir? Yeah. So, you know, listen, again, you're exactly right, Steve, that we need to be motivated and galvanized right now with a steely resolve because the battle lines, the political battle lines could not be clearer. Joe Biden threw down the gauntlet last night in an act of desperation in his red sermon. But we need to take his threats very seriously and we need to respond with the ballot box and with persuasion that's what we're going to do by the way regarding his speech as terrible as the red sermon was it's not just the speech it was really an entire week of messaging here's something he posted on his social media he called us he called the deplorables quote backwards full of anger violence hate and division 
That's what the president of the United States said about tens of millions of citizens whom he allegedly serves. That's the reality. No, uh, we are none of those things, Joe Biden. What we are, in fact, is totally committed and even more committed after last night to reclaiming this country from you and from the oligarchs that you actually served. We are committed to restoring the prosperity of this great nation, and we are committed more than ever to reestablishing the sovereignty of this great nation. That's who we are as a movement. That's what patriotic populism is all about. And that's what the gritty, hardworking, working class people of the American Republic are about, whom you chose to demonize and effectively criminalize last night. It won't work. It's going to backfire. We're going to remain focused on issues, immigration and inflation being the foremost issues for this election. We have a plebiscite now in just over two months in which we are going to deliver historic gains for this movement of patriotic populism. And Joe Biden, in time, will be sorry that he ever gave that despicable address last night. Remember, when taking a sweeping victories in the House and winning the 50, 60, 70 seats that are out there for us to win if we do our work, to win, pick up four or five, hold the seats we've got in the Senate, pick up another three, four, five more. You end his presidency. You end his presidency. And then we're going to impeach him and remove him from office. He's illegitimate. They know he's illegitimate. That's why they're so frantic about this. Steve Cortez, how do people get to you on your Substack? Getter? How do people follow you? Everybody's got to read the Red Sermon. It's unbelievable. Great piece. Yeah, please find my new article on my Substack. You can link to that from my social media. If you go to Getter, I'm at Steve. And at the Twitter, I'm at Cortez Steve. Everyone have a fantastic long weekend. Steve Cortez, thank you very much. Let's bring in Ben Harnwell from Rome. Uh, and I got uh, Darren Beatty. We've got a lot. We've got Matthias Desmond, uh, the great uh, writer and thinker about mass psychosis. We're going to get him up. Dr. Malone trying to get Naomi Wolf, Carrie Lake, uh, hopefully Dave Bossy, MTG tonight. Uh, Doug Mastriano tonight. We're trying to get everybody in on the platform. Uh, Europe knows something about the rise of fascism. Uh, This stunning speech. Have you been, first off, as someone that's very attuned to politics and particularly European politics, talk about the stagecraft. Were you, tell me, were you stunned like the Americans were that he went to to Independence Hall and in front of the, 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 the sacred spot in, in, in America, in American history, and what it represents to people all over the world for liberty and freedom and the fight against tyranny, gave that speech with that stagecraft, Ben Harnwell. Steve, not only was I amazed, um, the first thing I thought of when I saw the, just the coloring and the framing of it beyond Lainey Riefenstahl was that this was like, the, 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 it was set, it was a set from Nuremberg Valley. It was like the, 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 the Robert Harris film, um, Fatherland. In fact, the iconography was so strong. First thing I did when I saw it was I went onto Google Images, put two side I put out on Get as well, put two side by side photos of um of the posture and the pose, and I I did a I banged it out on Getter. You know, let people decide if there's um an analysis if there's a, if there's a similarity, and of course, right? Because Steve, this is my take on the Nuremberg Rally from last night. It's an exercise in gaslighting. Because here, look at the red. Look at look at the the the, the, the how it's all backlit like that. And um, and what's he doing? He's talking about the rise of fascism in the United States. This is gaslighting. But more than that, Steve, here's my um. This is this is just like right. He went, he went to the place where the Declaration of Independence was signed, which is probably the most 
seditious act in political history, right? And said this, ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. They're incompatible. And according to the White House gov uh, transcript of that, it says applause um, in brackets right after it. He goes to the place, Steve, where 56 men signed their names right, on, on, a, on the most explicitly overtly seditious document, which is the birthplace of the United States, and said you cannot be seditious and pro-American. This is this not a mistake, I don't think. It's an exercise in gaslighting. Now, Solzhenitsyn never used the term gaslighting, but he definitely used the concept. And he, he said constantly, it is the mark of a totalitarian ideology that, that hits you with, with, with statements that go against your perception of reality to, under, to undermine your ability spiritually to resist the regime. Steve, what I'd like to suggest on the war room today is that that is exactly what, this, uh, what the Biden regime did last in um, Philadelphia. Shocking. We've got a lot of ec- we've got a lot of economics and things to talk about. We'll have to get back to that. Just just hang over a second. I want to bring in um, let's bring in uh, Revolver News. The great Darren Beatty has joined us. I think uh, Darren, give us your assessment uh, last night. You've done great coverage on it overnight. Uh, you're you were on the President Trump's speechwriting team. You're an expert. In fact, you you study this professionally as a living. Walk our audience through what what occurred last night, sir. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And as you've been gesturing toward throughout your commentary, nothing about a presidential speech is accidental. And as I learned from writing speeches for uh, Donald Trump, perhaps more important or at least equally as important as the words used in his speech is the entire spectacle and setting in which a tremendous amount of thought goes into. And so none of it is accidental. It's all deliberate, and it's all meant to convey this dark new transition point in our country's history. Because make no mistake, this is an inflection point. This is an inflection point in a long and disturbing process, going back really to Trump's election of the reconfiguration of the national security state politically, domestically, against Trump supporters. And Biden was very clear about it. It's very clear in the language he used. He said MAGA Republicans, which constitutes, you know, just about half the country. This is not a marginal group. MAGA Republicans are outside of the norm. They're in the extreme. They don't abide by constitutional norms. All of the language that you would expect someone to use if they were trying to marginalize and justify an imminent attack on using the apparatus of the state, that was the language that he used. This is not a political speech. It is a declaration of war against American citizens. And I think we need to take it very, very seriously. And the one thing that we can't do, and I would urge really caution against, is they would like nothing more, because they're building up to indict Trump, make no mistake, and they would like nothing more than to encourage violence in Trump's name from Trump supporters who look at this and they don't know what else to do. We must avoid this. Avoid violence. That's what no, they want. They can't. This, they're, tra- they're, tra- they're, tra- they're trying to walk into a trap. We're Absolutely. going to give them all, all the political violence they need is going to get at the ballot box on the 8th of November. When the evening, they're sitting there with the big, long faces 
and talking about, hey, maybe he made a mistake. We need to deliver a politically crushing blow at the ballot box. We yeah. These people must be voted out of office. We must end his, we have a chance to end his presidency. Everybody that watches this show, there's only one question I have. What can I do, right? What can I do? What, what, can, what can I do? How can I participate? How can I, how can I organize? How can I own, not just own my vote? How can I help others own their votes yeah. and get out people in a massive thing? They're sweeping 50, 60 seats in the House, pick up four or five in the Senate, but take over every school board, win every state legislature. We have an ability. This is a primal scream. Do you not agree, uh, Darren? This is a primal scream from a regime that understands everything they've touched has turned to dust, and they have yeah. nothing to point to. And now they have a primal scream to demonize American citizens. As you said, it was Gene Robinson, I think, uh, on, on our cold open on Morning Joe uh, that said, yes, this was a heat. They said it was a declaration of war and they were applauding Morning Joe and MSNBC. The networks did not show this. Now, I think they didn't show it for the simple reason they didn't want to turn off, you know, two thirds of their audience who the speech was aimed at as being bad guys. Steve Cortez thinks they didn't do it to protect Biden. Because if it got out there broadly, the American people would turn even more against him than they already have, which is 20 points underwater on approvals. Darren Beatty, your thoughts, sir. Absolutely. I think it's repulsive to most normal Americans, but it's an, accurately, it's an accurate reflection of the state of the country. And I think even as we must entirely resist violence, I think we also need to resist affording this corrupt and illegitimate regime the, the sense of legitimacy that it craves. This regime has declared war on about half of the American people. And I think the American people who bear the brunt of those hostilities, you owe the system nothing. You don't owe the system anything. The system hates you. And so you need to actively participate as much as you can. Like you say, go into the school boards, vote, do everything you can. But don't lend the system a false sense of legitimacy when it's doing everything it it can to demonize you. And look, this kind of rhetoric that we saw from Biden, he doesn't talk that way about any foreign adversary. Show me a clip of Biden using that sort of language against China, against Russia, against Iran, against any of these alleged foreign adversaries. You can't because his number one enemy is the American people. Darren, how do people get to Revolver? Revolver.news, we have a white hot piece on the dark, dark secrets behind Biden's student loan program. You're going to be shocked and scandalized much more. Revolver.news right now. It's fresh and it's right at the top. We'll have you back on about that. Short break. Be back in a moment. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 
to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Maloney and Naomi Wolf for joining us, uh, who have been at the forefront of fighting medical tyranny. I'm going to get to them in a second. I want to make sure everybody goes. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room, now more than ever. Support Mike Lindell and the fight for freedom. Sales all over the place. Buy one, get one free. Just go check it out over this Labor Day weekend. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Support the armor-piercing shell that's Mike Lindell and, of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. Also today, birchgold.com slash a Ford slash Bannon. You get the second installment of the politics of money at the decline of the dollar empire, the end of the dollar empire. Uh, my second part first was the politics of money. I walked through the politics of this country from its founding up until the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913 and how our entire history is built around this debate over money, who controls it, what is it. Uh, since that time, not so much, but it's coming. It's going to be at the forefront of the 21st century. The second part is about uh, the United States as the prime reserve currency, what it means to your life, what it's meant to public finance, and what happens when it goes away. Because trust me, and the Financial Times agrees with me now. It had a big column the other day that you're seeing the end of the United States. Not going to happen tomorrow, but you're seeing the end of the dollar as the prime reserve currency. It would be one of the most important, impactful things that ever happened to you and your family. So make sure you go. It's all free. Go check it out. We're going to spend a lot of time on that today. You know, I kept saying I didn't want to spend, I hated spending time in the Mar-a-Lago situation because they're trying to divert our attention away from what is important and what this is, the referendum on the Biden regime. Uh, but I, I asked today, uh, and we're going to get Matthias on, we spend more time to go through his theory because it's very, very powerful. But I asked Dr. Malone and Naomi, because these were the first two voices that professionally went out there and put it all on the line about medical tyranny. So Dr. Malone, we'll start with you. Give me your assessment of uh of 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 last night's speech particularly in regards to what you've been fighting for about individual freedom and about really against medical tyranny sir biden's speech was basically a declaration of war against a large fraction of americans it appropriated many maga themes constitutionalism election integrity and nationalism and redirected hate towards those who've been advocating for these things Meanwhile, seeking to couple these populist issues with globalist agendas. In terms of what we're currently facing, I strongly suggest that we are going to be subjected to yet more propaganda pushing these untested medical products. And that will be coupled likely with various mandates in those areas that the courts have allowed. So that would be hospitals and the military largely. Um, as well as uh, first responders. So uh, medical tyranny is really just the tip of the spear. And now we're seeing it in its full flourishing where they're appropriating MAGA themes. Remember, this is Carrie Lake just nailed it. 
This is about making America great. This is about nationalism. This is about constitutionalism. And they're trying to appropriate that and then turn it back against the people that have been promoting these ideas and fighting for them. Dr. Mon, you Dr. said more mandates. Just give us, give me a minute on that. What do you mean? You're saying, hey, you predict from this speech last night because they're thrown down hard, right? And I said this, it was, a, it was a clarion call, but it was a moment of clarity, a moment of clarity of what one side stands for and the other. When, uh, the, about medical tyranny, you believe that there's going to be more mandates that are going to be put, put on medical personnel and the military? That's uh, my uh, projection. There's, I, there's some data coming out right now to support that about uh, the requirements for these untested boosters being deployed in various academic institutions now as they anticipate the fall. Uh, but just take a look at the bill that was just passed in California uh, that is basically a, a unapologetic censorship of physician-free speech. This, this is not going to stop. They're not going to pull back. They are going to impose this. And you can see it in the media. There is this unquestioning regurgitation once again that boosters are going to be more effective and that they are safe. This is being stated again and again and again in the usual media outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, Atlantic Monthly, et cetera. Uh, let me bring in Naomi Wolf. Naomi, um, you are at the forefront of uh, exposing this from a research point of view, but you're also an expert in, in political stagecraft. And I understand you're nonpartisan, your group's nonpartisan, as it should be. But just last night, since I think you were the first voice you and Dr. Malone back in the spring of of of, uh, of 2020 that came out in and even in the fall or spring of uh, the fall 2020 spring of 2021 in the winter that talked about this concept of medical tyranny, right? And the taking your freedom they can take your freedom away from your own control of your health. They can take your freedom away from anything. Give us your your assessment, your professional assessment of the stagecraft in the messaging of last night, ma'am. The messaging was it's probably the most disturbing. Um, presidential speech I've heard in decades of listening to, and in some cases influencing um, speeches from, from that kind of context. Uh, what was really shocking about it is that never before have I heard an American president give a speech it, it demonizing and turning into an enemy almost half of the American people. Um, it is a completely standard, almost sacred convention of White House speechwriting, of presidential speechwriting, and vice presidential speechwriting that you include everyone. You're speaking to everyone. The president is not supposed to be the president of Democrats or the president of Democrats and independents or of Republicans and independents. The president is supposed to be serving, and he took an oath to, to serve the constitutional rights of every American. So this is really a kind of banana republic or Stalinist uh, rhetorical tactic um, to create a kind of dissident group, a fifth column, a, you know, a group of subversives within the borders of our nation or of a nation, whether it's the Soviet Union or, or China or whatever, you know, banana republic type or you know, totalitarian regime you want to invoke and encourage everyone to hate those people. It is absolutely standard for dictatorships, um, has never happened before in American democracy. I mean, even in the incredibly 
you know, emotionally violent and 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 a rhetorically inflamed atmosphere of the early republic, you know, Jefferson, Madison, they did not ever like single out their political opponents in, in speeches and say, go after these people. These people are not American. Um, and when you get to the great rhetoricians, you know, I mean, even even during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln was trying to speak to the nation as a united nation, even when we actually had sworn enemies at arms within our own, you know, national borders. So it's thoroughly unprecedented, extremely disturbing, because who's it going to be next? Now it's MAGA, you know, and, and throughout the speech, I kept saying to my husband, what is MAGA according to this speech? What what do these people believe? Where are their, you know, where's their little red book? Where's their declaration? Where's their, um, where's their kind of credo? I mean, they are invoking out of thin air an enemy that they claim, or the speech artists claim is, you know, racist, sexist, misogynist, violent, extremist. I've heard that language for months and months and months, if not years now, about MAGA. And and it's and it's really based on almost no evidence. Um, so they tried, as I predicted yesterday, they tried to conjure evidence, uh, but they don't define ex- extremism. They don't, you know, the president didn't say why MAGA was a, a threat to democracy. He just made a bunch of assertions that you guys all want to kind of, you know, violently overthrow the republic. Um, and that is a, an <laughs> how, how do you extrapolate if for you have been at the forefront of saying, hey, this is about medical freedom and medical tyranny in this pandemic. And he remember, you're the one who keeps pointing out he still he still does not back off those emergency powers. How do you extrapolate for people that are m- most concerned about their medical freedom? How do you extrapolate out what Dr. Malone just said? Hey, look, I think they're coming with additional vaccines with with very little evidence, v- additional boosters. Uh, the New York Times already is going to put the pom poms out. He believes it could actually lead to other mandates. In your line of work, as you look at the medical freedom, the fight for medical freedom, and and basically self reliance, where where do you see this going? Off of that speech last night. Well, I I mean, this is what's so horribly twisted about what we're witnessing. I think Dr. Malone is completely right. I mean, that's what the language is gearing up toward with all the news platforms that are paid by pharma, um, or as we saw behind the scenes with the FOIA in which I was named, you know, the CDC is actually colluding with big tech, colluding with media to target people. So, you know, we're seeing this collusion leading to this drumbeat of boosters, boosters. But I see something even scarier. I I think the next two months are going to be really dangerous. I mean, really dangerous. Um, I don't think they want to have an election. And I think they're going to be using, and they set this up in the speech, right? Using the premise that there's a an underground waiting to overthrow the government or to dissolve democracy as a pretext for forcing people to submit to medical and other um, invasions of their privacy and autonomy. And they're going to use it. Look, we're still under emergency law. This guy, this president extended emergency law in April. We're still under emergency law. They can declare a public health emergency based on rising flu or COVID cases in the fall and and mandate anything um, and, and say it's not safe to go to a voting booth or that you have to get injected in order to vote. And I think Dr. Malin is right to be scared. But honestly, there are other things that really scare me as much as the language. 
Um, and, and I think people don't uh, spend enough time looking at the imagery. And imagery was a big part of what I did in the, uh, you know, when I advised vice president, not what I was accused of, but I, you know, actually gave them good advice about imagery. And imagery is a really important part, as you know, of any White House messaging. This imagery is not American imagery. These colors are not the United States red and blue. Um, I see this deep saturated red whenever there's branding about COVID, actually, or about the injections. Um, it's it, This is the deep saturated red that uh, the major news outlets, especially in Britain, were using. And this was all focus grouped, right? And this was all branded, you know, behind the scenes um, to show, oh, the disease is rampant, the disease is rampant. And then when people got injected, the New York Times showed it with um, a cool medicinal green. But this is Look Look closely at this image. This is from uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. They've illuminated, I swear I swear I see this, they've illuminated uh, Independence Hall to look in such a way that it is foregrounded to look like a pagoda. I'm not kidding. And then look at this. In the New York Times, these wings, Independence Hall is illuminated. What does that look like? Right? What famous image does that look like? Those horizontal wings, essentially. That That is a... I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it if it's not obvious to you, but this is a, a take a look at Lenny Riefenstahl imagery. Take a look at imagery of you know Nazi Germany in, in the 30s with these gigantic rallies. Behind the leader's head would be these massive, you know, wings of an of an of a, a national socialist eagle. This is not American imagery. And the last thing I want to say is usually when there when there's a White House speech, the American flag is displayed horizontally. And I know that vert vertically, the way they displayed it last night is a way to display the American flag that's considered legitimate. But the way that there were these massive vertical flags behind the president, um, it is, and, and this kind of very rigid, you know, flanked on two sides by, um, you know, members of the military facing each other, the long, like, white carpet. This is imperial, like, dictatorial imagery. This is not American imagery of democracy. D D Dr. Wolf, Dr. Malone, Matthias, please uh, hold on. We're going to take a short break. Be back in the worm in a moment. Everything's begun And you are over Because we're taking down the CCP War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Maloney and Naomi Wolfer joining us uh, who have been at the forefront of fighting medical tyranny. I'm going to get to them in a second. I want to make sure everybody goes. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Now more than ever. Support Mike Lindell and the fight for freedom. Sales all over the place. Buy one, get one free. Just go check it out over this Labor Day weekend. MyPillow.com. Promo code War Room. Support the armor-piercing shell that's Mike Lindell. And, of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. Also, today, Birchgold.com slash afford slash Bannon. You get the second installment of the politics of money, of the decline of the dollar empire, the end of the dollar empire. Uh, my second part, first was the politics of money. I walked through the politics of this country from its founding up until the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913 and how the, our entire history is built around this debate over money, who controls it, what is it. Uh, since that time, not so much, but it's coming. It's going to be at the forefront of the 21st century. 
The second part is about uh, the United States as the prime reserve currency, what it means to your life, what it's meant to public finance, and what happens when it goes away. Because trust me, the Financial Times agrees with me now. They had a big column the other day that you're seeing the end of the United States. Not going to happen tomorrow, but you're seeing the end of the dollar as the prime reserve currency. It would be one of the most important, impactful things that ever happened to you and your family. So make sure you go. It's all free. Go check it out. We're going to spend a lot of time on that today. You know, I kept saying I didn't want to spend, I hated spending time in the Mar-a-Lago situation because they're trying to divert our attention away from what is important and what this is, the referendum on the Biden regime. Uh, but I, I asked today, uh, and we're going to get Matthias on, we spend more time to go through his theory because it's very, very powerful. But I asked Dr. Malone and Naomi, because these were the first two voices that professionally went out there and put it all on the line about medical tyranny. So Dr. Malone, I want to start with you. Give me your assessment of, uh, of, of, of last night's speech, particularly in regards to what you've been fighting for about individual freedom and about really against medical tyranny, sir. Biden's speech was basically a declaration of war against a large fraction of Americans. It appropriated many MAGA themes, constitutionalism, election integrity, and nationalism, and redirected hate towards those who've been advocating for these things. Meanwhile, seeking to couple these populist issues with globalist agendas. In terms of what we're currently facing, I strongly suggest that we are going to be subjected to yet more propaganda pushing these untested medical products. And that will be coupled likely with various mandates in those areas that the courts have allowed. So that would be hospitals and the military largely, um, as well as uh, first responders. So uh, medical tyranny is really just the tip of the spear. And now we're seeing it in its full flourishing where they're appropriating MAGA themes. Remember, this is Carrie Lake just nailed it. This is about making America great. This is about nationalism. This is about constitutionalism. And they're trying to appropriate that and then turn it back against the people that have been promoting these ideas and fighting for them. Dr. Malone, you said more mandates. Just give us, give me a minute on that. What do you mean? You're saying, hey, you predict from this speech last night because they're thrown down hard, right? And I said this, it was a a clarion call, but it was a moment of clarity, a moment of clarity of what one side stands for and the other. When uh, about medical tyranny, you believe that there's going to be more mandates that are going to be put put on medical personnel and the military? That's uh, my uh, projection. There's I there's some data coming out right now to support that about uh, the requirements for these untested boosters being deployed in various academic institutions now as they anticipate the fall. Uh, but just take a look at the bill that was just passed in California uh, that is basically a, a unapologetic censorship of physician free speech. This, this is not going to stop. They're not going to pull back. They are going to impose this. And you can see it in the media. There is this unquestioning regurgitation once again that boosters are going to be more effective and that they are safe. This is being stated again and again and again in the usual media outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, Atlantic Monthly, etc. Uh, let me bring in Naomi Wolf. Naomi, um, you are at the forefront of uh, exposing this from a research point of view, but you're also an expert in, in 
political stagecraft. And I understand you're nonpartisan, your group's nonpartisan, as it should be. But just last night, since I think you were the first voice, you and Dr. Malone back in the spring of of of, uh, of 2020 that came out in and even in the fall or spring of uh, the fall 2020, the spring of 2021 in the winter that talked about this concept of medical tyranny. Right. And the taking your freedom, they can take your freedom away from your own control of your health. They can take your freedom away from anything. Give us your your assessment, your professional assessment of the stagecraft and the messaging of last night, ma'am. The messaging was it's probably the most disturbing um, presidential speech I've heard in decades of listening to and in some cases influencing um, speeches from from that kind of context, uh, what was really shocking about it is that never before have I heard an American president give a speech it, it demonizing and turning into an enemy almost half of the American people. Um, it is a completely standard, almost sacred convention of White House speech writing, of presidential speech writing, and vice presidential speech writing that you include everyone. You're speaking to everyone. The president is not supposed to be the president of Democrats or the president of Democrats and independents or of Republicans and independents. The president is supposed to be serving and he took an oath to, to serve the constitutional rights of every American. So this is really a kind of banana republic or Stalinist uh, rhetorical tactic um, to create a kind of dissident group, a fifth column, a, you know, a group of subversives within the borders of our nation or of a nation, whether it's the Soviet Union or, or China or whatever, you know, banana republic type or, you know, totalitarian regime you want to invoke and encourage everyone to hate those people. It is absolutely standard for dictatorships, um, has never happened before in American democracy. I mean, even in the incredibly, you know, emotionally violent and 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 uh, rhetorically inflamed atmosphere of the early republic you know jefferson madison they did not ever like single out their political opponents in, in speeches and say go after these people these people are not american um and when you get to the great rhetoricians you know i mean even even during the civil war Abraham Lincoln was trying to speak to the nation as a united nation, even when we actually had sworn enemies at arms within our own, you know, national borders. So it's thoroughly unprecedented, extremely disturbing, because who's it going to be next? Now it's MAGA, you know, and, and throughout the speech, I kept saying to my husband, what is MAGA, according to this speech? What what do these people believe? Where are their you know, where's their little red book? Where's their declaration? Where's their um, where's their kind of credo? I mean, they are invoking out of thin air an enemy that they claim, or the speech artist claim is, you know, racist, sexist, misogynist, violent, extremist. I've heard that language for months and months and months, if not years now, about MAGA, and and it's and it's really based on almost no evidence. Um, so they tried, as I predicted yesterday, they tried to conjure evidence, uh, but they don't define ex extremism. They don't, you know, the president didn't say why MAGA was a, a threat to democracy, he just made a bunch of assertions that you guys all want to kind of, you know, violently overthrow the republic. Um, and that is a, an how, how do you extrapolate if you have been at the forefront of saying, hey, this is about medical freedom and medical tyranny in this pandemic. And he remember, you're the one who keeps pointing out 
He still he still does not back off those emergency powers. How do you extrapolate for people that are m- most concerned about their medical freedom? How do you extrapolate out what Dr. Malone just said? Hey, look, I think they're coming with additional vaccines with with very little evidence, v- additional boosters. Uh, the New York Times already is going to put the pom poms out. He believes it could actually lead to other mandates in your line of work. As you look at the medical freedom, the fight for medical freedom. And, and basically self-reliance. Where, where do you see this going off of that speech last night? Well, I, I mean, this is what's so horribly twisted about what we're witnessing. I think Dr. Malone is completely right. I mean, that's what the language is gearing up toward with all the news platforms that are paid by pharma, um, or as we saw behind the scenes with the FOIA in which I was named, you know, the CDC is actually colluding with big tech, colluding with media to target people. So, you know, we're seeing this collusion leading to this drumbeat of boosters, boosters, but I see something even scarier. I I think the next two months are going to be really dangerous. I mean, really dangerous. Um, I don't think they want to have an election. And I think they're going to be using, and they set this up in the speech, right? Using the premise that there's a an underground waiting to overthrow the government or to dissolve democracy as a pretext for forcing people to submit to medical and other um, invasions of their privacy and autonomy. And they're going to use it. Look, we're still under emergency law. This guy, this president extended emergency law in April. We're still under emergency law. They can declare a public health emergency based on rising flu or COVID cases in the fall and and mandate anything um, and, and say it's not safe to go to a voting booth or that you have to get injected in order to vote. And I think Dr. Malone is right to be scared. But honestly, there are other things that really scare me as much as the language. Um, and, and I think people don't uh, spend enough time looking at the imagery. And imagery was a big part of what I did in the, uh, you know, when I advised vice president, not what. I was accused of, but I, you know, actually gave them good advice about imagery. And imagery is a really important part, as you know, of any White House messaging. This imagery is not American imagery. These colors are not the United States red and blue. Um, I see this deep saturated red whenever there's branding about COVID, actually, or about the injections. Um, it's it, This is the deep saturated red that uh, the major news outlets, especially in Britain, were using, and this was all focus grouped, right? And this was all branded, you know, behind the scenes um, to show, oh, the disease is rampant, the disease is rampant. And then when people got injected, the New York Times showed it with um, a cool medicinal green. But this is, look look closely at this image. This is from uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. They've illuminated, I swear, I swear I see this. They've illuminated uh, Independence Hall to look in such a way that it is foregrounded to look like a pagoda. I'm not kidding. And then look at this. In the New York Times, these wings, Independence Hall is illuminated. What does that look like? Right? What famous image does that look like? Those horizontal wings, essentially. That that is a I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it if it's not obvious to you, but this is a, a take a look at Lenny Riefenstahl imagery. Take a look at imagery of you know, Nazi Germany in, in the 30s with these gigantic rallies behind the leader's head would be these massive, you know, wings of an of, an, of a, a national socialist eagle. This is not American imagery. And the last thing I want to say is usually when there when there's a White House speech, the American flag is displayed horizontally. And I know that vert- vertically, the way they displayed it last night is a way to display the American flag that's considered legitimate 
But the way that there were these massive vertical flags behind the president, um, it is, and, and this kind of very rigid, you know, flanked on two sides by, um, you know, members of the military facing each other, the long, like, white carpet. This is imperial, like, dictatorial imagery. This is not American imagery of democracy. Dr. Wolf, Dr. Malone, Matthias, please uh, hold on. We're going to take a short break. Be back in the worm in a moment. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Dr. Malone, uh, you've been at the forefront of this fight. Uh, Naomi Wolf just laid it out. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know something about Jefferson and Madison. You, you know about Monticello, about what the great revolutionary generation, and I think Naomi makes a great point. Given all the hostility that came out of the revolution, right, the people that didn't back the revolution, remember the third of the country was Tory. third of the country was in the middle. It was only a third that were fighting for, for freedom at first. Right until they decided, they saw what side was going to win. You know this better than anybody. You you are very familiar with the countryside down there and and and, and the type of men and women that it created. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Is she right? Was this was this imagery last night? Was this fascistic? Uh, in my opinion, there's no question that this was fascist imagery, and she has nailed it right on the head. One of the things that I wanted to highlight, which she just barely touched on, is one thing I picked out from the speech is Biden acknowledged that COVID's over. He spoke about as we're coming out of COVID, and yet just as Bobby Kennedy predicted on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial last January, they continue to maintain a state of medical emergency. Biden essentially conceded there is no medical emergency last night, and yet he recently renewed the state of medical emergency through the election. This is not circumstance. As you like to say, Steve, none of this is coincidence. So I think if from my standpoint, uh, as, as you pointed out, there is estimates that it was as few as five or 10% of the population that were really engaged in the American Revolution and engaged in the American Renaissance, really, uh, which gave birth to this. Another thing that I noticed again and again, the uh, forces of the globalists, really, I, I think we have to, we have a lot of words for this, uh, but clearly Biden and uh, Obama are deeply invested in the New World Order, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, et cetera. We can come up with a bunch of different words, but these people, uh, what what was done last night was a fascinating pivot. They took the MAGA agenda and they attempted to appropriate it by saying, we're the constitutionalists. We are the populists. We are the ones that are supporting democracy. That threat to democracy phrase 
has been used now ever since the early Obama days, and particularly by Obama, as the justification for censorship. That's what's underlying this. It's been repeated again and again and again. This threat to democracy requires censorship, information control, and propaganda. And as many of my friends uh, like to point out, the, the term democracy is not actually in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. It, we are in a republic, a representative republic, and this whole emphasis on democracy and the threat to democracy associated with free speech, which is clearly a perversion, has been pushed on us as a storyline now for at least a decade. Dr. Malone, how do people uh, get to you? I want to make sure, because we're going to have you and Matthias back on. I got to uh, drill down on mass formation. It's absolutely brilliant theory of the case, but how do people get to you until we get you back on? Getter is our preferred, uh, RW Malone MD. Also Gab, actually ha we have over 100,000 followers there. And on Substack, uh, rwmalonemd.substack.com. And Matthias now has his own Substack. Perfect. I'm going to get to Matisse and wrap up. By the way, I want to put up Daily Mail's got an exclusive interview. We were swatted again last night. I want to make sure MTG is going to join me this afternoon. This is not some sort of gimmick or sort of prank. This is where the law enforcement is weaponized to come. And this is an attempted assassination. And, and, and this happened right at the beginning of a speech after Biden had gotten people all worked up and his spokespeople got all worked up. And I told the Daily Mail, they're going to have to kill me. Right. We're not going to back down. We're not going to stop this show. We're not going to take one second off. OK. All the chips are on the table. I could care less. Keep coming and bring it. OK. Because we have not yet begun to fight and we are going to destroy you at the ballot box on 8 November. And we're going to set things right here. OK. What we're going to do is end your presidency on November 8th. We're going to win the House. We're going to win the Senate. We're going to sweep school boards. And if you think you're going to intimidate me, by sending law enforcement with guns up, you got another thing coming. It doesn't intimidate me at all, so bring it. Bring it every day. I dare you, bring it every day. In the Biden administration, it's coming from the White House. It's coming from the top. They're getting their most radical, unstable element of their movement to do this, to MTG, to Tim Pool, to myself, and many others. Okay, Alex Jones, bring it. We are not backing up one inch, and we have not yet begun to fight. So if you think you're intimidate me, you think you're intimidate this show and the people that work on it, you got another. You don't understand the caliber of the people you're dealing with. Naomi Wolf, can I get your uh, how do people get to Daily Clout real quickly before we get you back on? Uh, yes, it's dailyclout.io. I I'm so sorry this is happening, and I can't believe. Don't be sorry. Don't don't be don't be don't be sorry. This is the hey. It's it's like I said, it couldn't be clearer after last night. You you laid it out the imagery, so don't it's not it's it's actually a primal what they're what they're doing last night was a primal scream from a dying illegitimate regime. We understand that. So don't 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 be sorry. Save your prayers and your tears for our enemies. Save the prayers and tears for the enemies. How do people get to you on Daily Cloud? All right. It's uh, dailycloud.io. The book is The Bodies of Others on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and uh, on Getter, it's Dr. Naomi R. Wolf. And uh, thank you. I hope for better days ahead for all of us, including journalists. Hey, every day is a holiday. Every meal is a banquet, as we used to say in the fleet. Okay, tonight, uh, we're going to continue on 5 o'clock tonight. 
MTG is going to join us, Doug Mastriano, maybe a couple of other three surprise guests. We're going to talk about it all. Going to power through this. Uh, also, tomorrow going to be live in the pregame of President Trump's huge rally up in Pennsylvania for Mastriano, Dr. Oz, all of it. In the war room, go to my Getter account. We're going to be nonstop. I want to thank everybody for joining in. Remember, right now it's on you. That speech wasn't about Trump. It was about you. What are you going to do about it? They're trying to bait us into something violent. That's not going to happen. Political violence on November 8th at the ballot box to sweep them out of the power they've illegitimately taken. See you back here at 5 o'clock. Where? In the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.